We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This thing on? See, now I'm getting mad. Because it's getting ready to be on. I want my whiskey to bite me a little bit. This is the kind of psychopath that I hang out with. I got beat up outside of a Denny's. The Rock Pile Report with Buffalo Bills season ticket holder, Drew Gear. He likes to get in the ex's nose. Something I can't do with this podcast because I drink too much. Chris Kruger. My rollerblading blonde mohawk producer. The pettiest, hardest drinking Bills podcast. I'm an adult. I know what I'm about. Everybody to another edition of the Rock Pal Report podcast. I'm your host, Bill, season ticket holder Drew Gear. That's my producer, Chris Kruger, and we are live on Twitter Spaces. I do kind of like the feel of these live shows, Chris. Yeah, I do too. I'm. I just like knowing there's someone out there who could interject if I say something stupid. Because sometimes I, I contrary to Chris, contrary to popular belief, I do like arguing with people. Oh wait, no one was questioning that, were they? Yeah, I mean, the only downside I don't like, I don't know if, how it sounds. This is true, this is true. The producer in you has to kind of take a step back. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't go hear it while we're doing it. I'd have to leave the room, go get another device, and tune in to make sure everything's sounds on key. But Guys, do you see the work? That, that Chris is kind of the unsung hero of this podcast. It'll still sound fine when it goes out as, this a, is as the, a podcast. This is the work he's doing behind the scenes to put out a quality product for all of you people while I sit here and crack beers like a jerk off. We are here. We're talking about training camp. We're talking about the ticket fiasco. We're going to give away some tickets to Bill's training camp. That's right. I still have tickets available. You know, a couple weeks ago, we plugged the fact that we had some. Not a lot. I mean, we did get some traction, and I gave away some, and I kind of went through the comments of the Bill's various Twitter releases and social media releases about it and contacted some people who I thought got kind of left in a tough spot. But I've still got some tickets left. And so if you're out there, if you're listening tonight live, feel free to chime in. We're going to we're gonna be giving some of those away later in the show. But to start, Chris says he... Whenever Chris texts me and says, I've got a story for the to, to kick off the show, I get a little excited. Because when it comes to the content creation portion of this project that we do together every week 
Chris, do you think 95% to 5% is a good split in terms of the actual content creation? Like the ideas for the content that we make, generally that's my realm. Job is just to check it and make sure it sounds good, right? Yeah, apparently they can't hear us, so hold on. Hello! Oh, somebody out there, answer me. We're here singing on a Bills podcast. For some reason, Bruce Nolan thinks he can outsing me. It's going to be amazing when I beat his ass in karaoke. The, uh, I'm all alone. There's no one here beside me. I think it works. There it is. I'm all alone. There's no one to deride me. Oh, is the microphone working, Chris? Tell Drew to stop singing from Ryan Lacey. <laughs> we are back. We are live, people, on Twitter Spaces. Chris, yeah, we that's just... a, Well, that's a problem. Like, I can't... This I wouldn't. I, I, I wouldn't know that we couldn't be heard unless Lacel said something. It's the best watching you sweat on the spot, but do legitimate production work, and you figured it out. See, you know what you're doing, and I love watching it. Well, all it is is just unplugging and plugging back in. So. Yeah, <laughs> is it like that thing where you call Dell, and the first thing their troubleshooters always say is, "Did you hit? Did, did you reset the machine? Did you try turning the power on and off?" Is that you mean Dell computers? Yeah, Dell customer service with their troubleshooting department. So, folks, before you guys were able to hear me, what I, what I was saying is I create 95% of the content for this show, or at least I come up with the ideas. 100% of so I all get, of the content. So I get excited when I hear Chris approach me. With, I get a text at 10 o'clock at night that says, I have a story to start the show. I get a little excited because I'm like, oh, this is all right. Let's see what weird tunnel this takes us down. Oh, we're going down a tunnel. So most most of you guys know my sketch on a Monday and Tuesday. I'm overnights, 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. at work. So I'm not getting up on Tuesday until 3 o'clock in the afternoon, sleeping all day. And Tuesdays I play hockey. I have a game at 8 o'clock. So I wake up 4 to 5 hours before my game. So I don't eat much. Go to the game, kick some ass because I'm a better athlete than you are. We win <laughs> thirteen to five. We were up. We like let it go in the in the third. We were up twelve to one after two. Mm-hmm. So I get done with my games at eight o'clock. I get done nine o'clock. I'm home, showered. It's nine thirty-five. Let the dogs out. So I I generally leave for work at like ten o'clock. So I'm in this. Jessica's not at home. My landlord slash girlfriend not at home. So it's not like I have upgraded her to slash girlfriend now. I see. Well, you must have had a conversation about this. <laughs> no, she'll get she'll get downgraded again to to landlord. But it's it's not a thing where like I'm on my way home from my game and I can call her and say, "Hey, can you make me a sandwich or something?" Like she's not at home. So I get home nine thirty nine thirty five ten is when I usually leave for work. So it's like I don't have I got to let the dogs out. I, I don't have time to get all my work shit together get something to eat and go. So I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to stop at Wendy's on the way. So I stopped at the Wendy's on, uh, like over by Dingens. Okay. And I'm, as I pull up to the 
voice box drive through there is somebody ahead of me pulling away up to the window. I order, and I pull in behind them, and equally, somebody is coming up behind me to order. So I'm like sitting there waiting for this guy to, to get his order out of the window and go, and I'm sitting in my car, and I look over to my left. The outdoor freezer for Wendy's, wide open. <laughs> wide open. So I'm I'm sitting there and I I am one of those people that like I pay attention like pay attention to everything that's happening in that situation. Mm-hmm. I'm looking in my rearview mirrors. I'm looking, you know, ahead of me. Person behind me orders, pulls up behind me. They see it too. Door wide open. And then I see the driver get out like a 275 pound black woman barely wearing any clothes and she just like walks into the freezer takes some things puts it into her ford explorer (laughs) then i pull up she gets back out of the car and grabs some more things and puts it in her car and i'm i'm just sitting there like this is amazing what, what is happening See, hey, but life is all about hustles. And Chris. I didn't mean We've like, all got one, and I respect 90% of them. I mean, I didn't call the police or anything. Well, of course not, because you respect the hustle. It's like, listen, if the door's open, I mean, you're yeah. not going to do it, but also if someone else does, I'm not the one who left it open. I need a box of Wendy's frozen beef patties. I respect most people's hustle. Tonight we're here, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff, but we're going to cover the training camp ticket fiasco. I still have tickets left. Why? Because I claimed them for every single session because I... So this is one of the things I saw, Chris. I see people buying them on... Like, selling them on social media websites, selling them on Craigslist, selling them at various places. I don't... I respect most hustles. That chick? Get get yours, sister. If you feel like that's something you need or want, I'm not going to stop you because someone who works at Wendy's should have locked the damn door. Yeah, the uh, or just closed it. If it's open, I'm sorry, that's gonna happen. That's like if yeah. I leave my garage open at night and you come and steal my, I don't know, some of my tools. I can be mad at you, but also, I must not have wanted them that badly if I left my garage door open. So in that way, I respect most hustles. Unfortunately, one of the things I don't respect is the people who sign up for free training camp tickets and then mark them up fifteen hundred percent. And charge, have the gall to charge somebody $15 to go to something they got for free online just because they have season tickets or just because I got in line first. Ugh. You people are dirtbags. Like, and if you're listening to this, don't get your feelings hurt. It's just how I feel. With that said, I still have tickets to give away. I'm going to read off what I have left, the dates I have left later in the show, and we're going to, whoever's listening live, reach out to us. We've got dates. We've got tickets available. I want to hear this. Feel free. Chris at Rockpile Report on Twitter. Reach out to us. Let us know, especially if you're listening to this on the recorded version. Kick the tires. See what we got. I got dates. I'm trying to get rid of them because I want to help people get to see this football team. And I, it just makes me sick that someone's going to go out there and charge for it. Something broke today, Chris. Before, in fact, before we get into this, I, my softball team always bitches that you know you talk about your hockey team. I don't give them enough love on the podcast. Last night, we had a Billsy night. You remember the term Billsy when that used to mean something? Yeah. Okay. So my team's coming in 
kind of high off the fact that we just beat the bar that sh- the the team that shares a bar with us in the same league on the same night. Like we're rivals in the same you know softball division conference, whatever you want to call it. We had identical records going into the game. Very much like a, hey, you're going to have to string a couple together here to make the playoffs or cement yourself as a playoff team. We beat them 14-12. to 12. Awesome game. Went well. Everybody pulled together at the end. And you go, okay, this is going to be great. Everything's rolling. We're going to go to the next game at like 9.30. We're going to keep the momentum going. Instead, all, all hell broke loose. The wrong lineup got turned in. I don't know whose fault. I don't know. I don't even know who to blame for that. We, uh, you've got me and Bob doing smelling salts on the sideline. Uh, it's just. I would blame you for everything. Everything's in disarray. Our pitcher's mad at me. Uh, Mark Smith, Rock Power Report attorney. We, we give up six runs on errors. We've got guys who are overthrowing first base. It's a disaster. We're down six nothing after the first inning <laughs> to a two win team. It, it, it felt billsy. And instead of yelling at everyone, I tried to take a different approach. And I tried to just be like, all right, guys, this is it. This is the shittiest thing that's ever happened to this whole team inside of a single inning. So we either, it was almost like the uh, El Pacino moment where you're just like, we either heal now as a football team or we will die as individuals. <laughs> and we rallied and we came back and we won the game. And these guys dig, right? Our most talented players weren't playing well. It was a billsy game because just like we say, like, oh, hey, the, the, when things go wrong, it feels billsy. It was all the unsung heroes of our softball team that really kind of keyed it to victory. I got to call out Joe. Joe, it, he's one of these guys who he wears flamingo socks because he's Polish as hell. He... He's not a great hitter, and all of a sudden he can become one. And it's frustrating to see because he's fast, he's athletic, he doesn't know how to run bases. So he run, he plays the game of slow pitch softball like a deaf Jack Russell Terrier. See ball, chase ball, get, hit the ball, and I'm just going to run. And if you try to tell me to stop, I'm not going to because I, I can't hear you. This guy had earlier in the game flown out to, the I, I believe, the shortstop. As a lefty jacks a three-run homer over the fence to win the game. <laughs> out of left field, mind you. A lefty hitting it out over left field. That's impressive, isn't it, Chris? Yeah, it is. This team is billsy, and I love it. It's just you talking about sports. And so, Mark, if you're out there listening, just know I love you, and I promise I won't yell at your wife again. So, obviously, Chris, the big news of the day was a quarterback contract being inked. Now, obviously, I'm talking about Josh Rosen signing a one-year contract with the Cleveland Browns. (laughs) I didn't know that happened until right now. Chris, my favorite part... Obviously, that's not the big happening of the day, people, but I'm just... I'm being a dick. But it is funny to me that the guy who kind of came in and said... Uh, what was it, Chris? Nine teams passed on him, and he was like, "Well, I'll, I'm gonna. I remember those teams. And I'm gonna. They're gonna something thing that he's gonna remember, and they're gonna regret it." He's now played for three of those teams that passed on him. Isn't he on his ninth team? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Maybe 
who who fucking knows? This guy, oh, like, what is it? Uh, let's see. Arizona. From Arizona to where? He got traded to Miami, I believe. Arizona, Miami. <sighs> Miami to... Played for Atlanta. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Wow. Tampa and San Francisco. <laughs> Wikipedia photo. Ah, it's the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, Tampa, San oh, Francisco, Atlanta, Miami, Arizona, and now Cleveland. He is on his sixth team. Six teams, three of whom passed on him. But, but Chris, we're just waiting. We haven't seen the best of him yet. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't know what else is left to see. I still, I still like the fact. So I was going through our. Like Other a, than that, you were a Josh Rosen stand I right tweeted, out, I right out the it. draft. Here's the Adam Schefter release: Cleveland is signing former first round Josh, first round quarterback Josh Rosen to a one year deal per sources, despite spending time with five other NFL teams. So. Someone commented, Cody Miller, on Twitter, goes, I like that they kind of slut-shame him by saying, quote-unquote, despite. Like, like it's a bad thing, Chris, that you've been with five teams, what, six teams in how many years? Five years? Yeah. Josh Allen's going to play on his fifth-year extension? Six teams in five years. Is that good? I, I don't know. It did, is he doing well? <laughs> Someone call in if you know. Oh, well, he's getting a paycheck. I mean, that's true. That's I the thing. I can't. I mean, Is you it talk, weird you, you that talked I'm about, sitting you here in a about, basement in Cheektowaga making fun of a guy who still has more money than dude, me? Dude, I live nowhere near Cheektowaga. Yeah, you're in it. No, this is West Seneca. If you look at, if you look at Google Maps, it's Buffalo, quote-unquote, which means you're not in West Seneca. Yeah. Technically, I am in West Seneca with a Buffalo address. I was in West Seneca at my old place, and you know how I know that? By the amount of times the police showed up across the street. It was West Seneca police. <laughs> I love how you throw that out there like it's a good thing. Yeah, you lived in a great neighborhood, Chris. It sounds awesome. It was, except for one family. <laughs> that, that neighborhood you lived in was the equivalent of Josh Rosen, a quarterback. Like It looks and seems like it should be great, but it sucks. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why you're bashing Josh Rosen. You were giving praise to black people stealing from Wendy's earlier for their hustle. Hey, listen, no, this no. This is Rosen's hustle. This, this has nothing to do with race. This transcends race. This is hustling. Right now, Josh Rosen is still hustling paychecks out of the NFL. Guess what? I don't begrudge him, but I think his existence in the NFL is hilarious. So with that being said, Kyler Murray signs his monster contract extension. Yeah, the news breaks that uh, first overall, former first overall pick Kyler Murray, massive five-year, two hundred and thirty million dollar deal, one hundred and sixty million guaranteed, the second highest average annual value at forty six point one per year. I think that last part is important, even though a bunch of smart people are going to get together on podcasts and tell you all that it's not. Here's what I want you to do: go back to the YouTube video that Von Miller put together. Chris, have you watched this video yet? No. Okay. I don't even know what you're talking Von about. Von Miller made a video documenting his free agency this off season. Documenting his free agency because I think he knew deep down that it was going to be he he wasn't going back to Denver. He wasn't going to be doing the predictable thing. So he wanted someone there. So he has a film a, a crew using very high res cameras and never filming him and his family. There's aerial shots and drones and all this stuff. 
him and his family are on vacation and they're taking phone calls and they're trying to figure out like where am I going to play football there's a scene where he's on the phone with his agent talking about the contract offer from Buffalo and while his agent is kind of going through all the caveats of it what's guaranteed what's not the structure Von Miller cuts him off and he just goes what's it going to say on the ticker on ESPN what is it going to say (laughs) what Capologists and all these very smart, quote-unquote, the smart people will tell you that average annual value doesn't matter. It's how it's structured and the outs and the cap hits and the dead money and all of these things. You know who it does matter to? These athletes. They have massive talent and, in a lot of cases, massive chips on their shoulder and big egos, which isn't always a bad thing. Like, you could have an ego like Leon from the, remember those Budweiser commercials I think they were? Yeah. Football player Leon? Yeah, wasn't it deep played by Deion Sanders? No. Wasn't it Leon Sandcastle? No, this is something else. That was a different promotional thing. This was a fake football player on a fake football team just named Leon. And he was a wide receiver, and the coach would come up to him like they'd shoot a commercial, and the coach would go over to him on the bench and go, Leon, you got to get in the game. And he goes, nah, coach. See how much screen time I'm getting? I'm staying right here. Just look at pl- just look at they they keep coming the cameras keep coming back to me why is he still on the bench coach I can't give this up my advertisers <laughs> was that played by T O I don't know no it wasn't played by anybody famous it was just Leon and it was a beer commercial and I remember him it, like there was a fake interview after a game and he's being interviewed in the locker room and they go so Leon uh, uh there there it is right there on YouTube you just go Leon Budweiser commercial and the first one that pops up he's being interviewed after a game and they go Leon it's a tough loss out there today and he goes yeah he goes I think his team really needs to start pulling its weight around here and they go so the game had nothing to do with your three fumbles and he looks at the guy and goes yeah well if any of my lazy teammates had jumped on the ball maybe they wouldn't have been fumbles Th- that's an ego <clears throat> and sure that's bad Great players all have to have an ego. Otherwise, like, that's what drives you. It's what you have to believe that you are the best at what you do, or else you don't achieve those levels of greatness. So, Von Miller looks at this, right? And he goes, I need people to see, I want to know what number people are going to see. I don't care what the structure is. What number are people going to see roll across that ticker when it comes over? So, it's why MVP and Pro Bowl awards matter to players. Even if we as fans don't think much of them, we don't watch the Pro Bowl. Ask, ask Micah Hyde if he's not frustrated with the fact that, like, what, Chris, how many Pro Bowls for Micah Hyde? I believe it's the same as you and me. None. Yeah, zero. Do you think that that doesn't bother him? That somehow he's not viewed as one of the best to do his job, even though everybody who actually knows the sport can tell you he might be? It has to. Wouldn't you get a bonus for getting the Pro Bowl? Yeah. I think he wants that bonus. So this is my point. It's like there's there's a lot riding on these things, and they care more about the optics than I think you you would want them to, but also you understand why they do it. They, so second highest among quarterbacks in average annual value is now Kyler Cole Murray. And what are the Cardinals getting for your money, you might ask? <laughs> I'm happy you asked. They're getting a quarterback who has never finished in the top 10 for passing yards in a single season, who has never led an offense that has finished a a season higher than 11th in scoring, has one playoff appearance, one singular playoff appearance, in, in which the Cardinals' offense failed to score a point, a single point, until the end of the third quarter, and we're up to a 34 to 11 blowout. 
and that since being drafted in 2019 has finished 27th, 19th, and 12th in touchdown percentage, which is the percentage of touchdowns scored while he attempts a pass. That last statistic is interesting because, for the sake of comparison, Josh Allen has not only finished higher than him in that specific category in every single season of his career, but in 2019, before Josh Allen fixed his mechanics and took that massive leap forward, and before he had Stephon Diggs, he still managed to finish 18th in that category, which was not only nine spots higher than Kyler Murray did as a rookie that season, it was also higher than Murray did the year after when Arizona traded for DeAndre Hopkins. That guy, who has accomplished nothing of note, is now the second highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Chris, if you're hearing it, does it sound like a smart decision? I mean, it's not smart, but as quarterbacks' contracts come up, who's ever up is going to get the highest paid or second highest paid contract. It's just going to be sure. a cycle that happens, and it's not a smart move. Well, no, I mean, because it, it sounds like they're getting good value for that money. He hasn't done anything. <laughs> Congratulations, you threw a Hail Mary. Here's a cookie. <laughs> it's one thing to take a flyer on a free agent. You know, when you, when you watch a team bring in a guy from another team and you go, what, they paid that guy what? And you, because you can see it. They think that they can unlock something another franchise wasn't able to in that player's production. You know, when they have the type of stats that Kyler Murray has, the accuracy, all this stuff, you start to question, like, oh, he's hyper-accurate. Okay, how much of that is him and how much of that is the offensive scheme he's in? It's an air raid offense built to promote open wide receivers. So it's another thing to take that player and make them the highest paid at their position with just hope that someday they're going to develop enough to earn that kind of money. That would be like a company hiring, you know, coming along and hiring me from my current financial career and promote me to CEO of a corporation. And I go, all right, guys, well, I'm not really a... I'm not really a high-level CFO. Like, let's say it's a Fortune 500 company, and they come to me and they hire me and they say, we want you as our CFO. And I say, okay, well, I don't really know that I can, like, I don't have a track record that says I can be good at this. And they go, nah, don't worry. By, like, year two or three, we're sure you'll figure it out. <laughs> I could see it if you became the CEO of Gary's Pools. <laughs> That's a fit for you. Hey, don't you trash Gary's Pools. They have a robust business model. Yeah, they do. So, it's we live in wild times, and it's one of the reasons I people are wondering why we bring this up. What this has to do with the Bills? Well, just a year ago, about this time, I think it was August sixth, was when the news broke, just as training camp was getting underway, that the Buffalo Bills had signed Josh Allen to a contract extension. Like that's when the news broke. So now we revisit this almost a year and change as training camp was getting away. Chris, we talk about what the contractual gangster Brandon Bean. Yeah, we do. We talk about it ad nauseum, but that might've been Bean's greatest achievement. Not only finding, but keeping an elite quarterback talent on a well-crafted and well-designed contract that is only going to continue to come in as good value for years to come. First of all, Josh Allen signed his deal last year. Kyler Murray signed his this year. Uh, seven more years for Josh Allen 
on his current contract versus the five Murray just got means that, well, realistically, they may have to renegotiate Allen's contract at some point. You know, if you go to friend of the show, Greg Thompson's Twitter. Yes. You know, Allen's going to renegotiate six months after the deal kicks in. Oh, I know. (laughs) And no, no, no. I saved that. I saved that son of a bitch's tweet. I told I told I tweeted at Greg. I go, this is going in the petter the, the, the folder of pettiness. <laughs> yeah, folks, I don't know if you know this, but on my Dropbox, I have a folder that's just called Pettiness and Ill Will. It's a wild place, and I've got all kinds of receipts. I've got just bad pictures of everyone. Everyone. Literally everyone that we know from the podcasting sphere, except for Bruce Nolan, because he's smart enough to hide from everyone. I have just really bad photographs of them that I've found and gone. That'll come back. That'll come in handy later. Yeah, you did that, to, that. You did that to Aaron Quinn a couple like a <laughs> week ago, and he's like, "Why did you get a photo of me?" It's like you're like, "No, no, I've already, I have this. I have that from like four years ago." Yeah, oh, yeah, no, I keep these things. Yeah, you I mean you you have my headshots, but I mean I'm doing the, I'm doing the same thing. I have photos of you doing stand up comedy, Chris. Your physical comedian, Chris, laying on the ground with his leg in the air. Like, what were you doing? I mean, I was referencing what <laughs> women do. Okay. Uh, I've been doing the same thing too, like this, especially this week, because the, for the last you know week and a half it's been NHL free agency. So I've been bookmarking tweets of, oh, Austin Matthews is never leaving Toronto. <laughs> the fuck he is. He's out of there at the end of his contract. So I, I get that. So I kept that. But yeah, Greg was right. It's like, look, he's going to renegotiate at some point. It's just not today or tomorrow. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So you look at this. The Bills aren't under any immediate obligation to renegotiate with Allen until the 2028 offseason, which gives him and the team time to figure that out. On the other hand, Murray's not only more expensive... He's going to hit free agency in 2028. His last year under contract is 2027, meaning that should Murray actually lead the team to success and become this franchise quarterback that he's already being paid to be, they have to renegotiate that deal sometime in 2026, 2027, the same time we're dealing with our quarterback that we've gotten now four or five, six years of good value out of. Who sounds smarter, Steve Kime or Brandon Bean? I mean, Steve Kime might be drunk. <laughs> They should arrest him. Like, if he can get arrested for a DWI, I bet you he can get arrested for this contract. He'll get another DWI. Don't you worry. No, what I think is funny is if they just busted in, they were like, we saw the contract terms. Clearly, you're drunk at the office. Let's go. You, you got to go. 
All right, that's mean. We're punching down at people who got DWIs. I, I'm, I know plenty of people who have them. I'm moving on. The Bills will incur a cap hit this season of $16.3 million for Allen. He's playing out his fifth-year option year. And the next season it jumps, but it only jumps to $39.7 million, which ranks fourth among all quarterbacks in 2023. And in 2024, his cap hit is 41.7, which makes him sixth. So in regards to the cap, even while he quote-unquote got the bag, he's still leaving us in a far more cap-advantageous standpoint than so many other of the top quarterbacks in the NFL have done for their teams. And not only will this Murray extension push him farther down that cap hit leaderboard, Look at some of the upcoming quarterback contracts that are going to be signed in the interim. Lamar Jackson is the most commonly discussed one, and it's the most ambiguous one to nail down. We talked about it last week. If the team was offering him top three money, he'd have already signed, wouldn't he? Yeah. Okay. The ink would already be dry. He, the, the car would already, already be in the garage. So it's obvious the team isn't offering him that. And it's, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out for him and whether or not this bet on himself with a crappy wide receiver core is going to pay off or if he becomes just another cautionary tale of negotiating your own contract. I, I go back to like guys like Russell Lacoon of the Panthers who wanted his whole contract paid to him in Bitcoin. Ah! Chris, you have crypto. How yeah. are you doing? I mean, it's in the shitter now. But <laughs> Remember a couple. I, I it's just gonna loved, get. It's gonna get better. Well, yeah, because this is just a Ponzi scheme. You guys just. Well, it was good, but no one sold. So then, when it tanked, well, then a bunch of people sold high. So now it tanks, and now it goes to the bottom. And now is when people get in, and then you'll inevitably have to wait for more suckers to join in before it's worth something, so that some of you can jump off the ship. It. It's ridiculous what you guys are doing with this. No, because it works. Do you it, know? It goes up and down. Oh, okay. Explain to me how cryptocurrency works, Chris. It's just like internet money. <laughs> That's the best way to describe it. <laughs> I love that nobody who invests... No, I shouldn't say nobody, but most of the people involved in crypto can't articulate what it is. But so either way, Lamar Jackson's in a bad spot. Russell Wilson... Not a player you'd expect to hear, right? That's not a name. Typically, your focus shifts to the young quarterbacks looking for their first extension, but the reality for Wilson is that even after the trade to Denver, he's playing out the final year of his contract, and he's only getting $35 million. He's only going to be 35 which we've seen quarterbacks play into their 40s. Ben Roethlisberger, not so gracefully, but... Eli Manning, not so... Well, did he even make it to 40? I don't think so. Phil Rivers, did he make it to 40? He might have. Mm, that's a tough Call one. Call in if you know. So I mean, you could, but but Russell Wilson, broke. Russell Wilson has a track record of production, though. A strong one to 35. And he's already said to be looking for a deal that's going to pay him about $50 million a year. I'll get that. Okay. Yeah, you will. And that'll dwarf anything Allen makes over the, the life of this current contract. Justin Herbert... The only player in NFL history to throw for 9,000, over 9,000 yards in his first two seasons in the NFL. That's wild. It still hasn't made the playoffs. What's crazier, that he broke this record or that he broke it and the team still couldn't qualify for the postseason? Couldn't qualify for the postseason. Right? They're wasting his career to this point, but next offseason, they're going to have to pony up. 
he's going to be due a pretty hefty payday when you figure he's the only quarterback in his division who's proven he can consistently go blow for blow with Patrick Mahomes. When those two play on TV, it's it's anytime they play, it's must-watch TV. That's why they get put on, even if it's Thursday Night Football, the NFL's smart enough to know everyone wants to see these two guys just chuck it around. His contract is going to be bigger than anything Jackson gets because he's a better passer. And if his agent's smart, he'll let Wilson sign first, and maybe even Lamar, just so he can leverage his eight, Herbert's age, his long-term upside, to net an average annual value and a cap hit somewhere in the 52 or $53 million range. And then there's Joe Burrow. Now, again, when we have these quarterback conversations, he's not a name that gets thrown around as like, oh, who's going to get paid what? He's in a weird place because he just finished his second season and he's on the... Chris, he's fucking old. At least by rookie standards. I mean, it's kind of funny, me, 37 years old, calling someone in their mid-20s old. But when he was drafted, he was 24. That's old for a rookie. Isn't it? Yeah. So and he's already had uh, one major injury. Yes. So by the time this season finishes, he'll be 26 looking at 27. Josh Allen got paid, and he's currently 26. <clears throat> Joe Burrow, listen, NFL quarterbacks are playing longer. The rules protecting them have changed, but this kid has taken a beating. He led the NFL in sacks and sack yardage lost last season. And he's already suffered one season-ending injury, so he knows the attrition that this game brings to it, and his age means that he's going to have fewer prime-earning years than his contemporaries. Those dynamics could see this uh, similar situation to what Kyler Murray just went through. Just pushing the Bengals to say, listen, I'm, I'm eligible right now for a new deal, and I'm 26, going to be 27. I need to get paid before something bad happens to me, and I'm too old to cash in. That would be the smart thing for him to do, right? Yeah, I think Cincinnati would probably have to throw in a piece of the Ohio River to get it done. <laughs> Do they own a piece of the river? I mean, it, Cincinnati's right on the border of Ohio and Kentucky. I, yeah, I drunkenly, I got into a fight after a Sabres game that I took a bus to, like a bus trip to a game. We were all boozed up and we were at a bar in Columbus. And I remember getting into an argument with some Ohioans about how I was like, you know, the Kentuckians... If Kentucky wasn't a bunch of cowards, they would just annex Cincinnati and get it over with. <laughs> I got a lot of hot takes. What do you want from me? So, in a vacuum, it's obviously good to have arguably the best quarterback in your conference, or at least one of the top three. Who would you say the top three in the AFC are right now? Top three quarterbacks? Yes. Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Herbert. You think Herbert's okay? All right, and see, this is why I say arguably. Because well, I think, but you know that Allen's one of the top three. Yeah, well, because I think out of anybody, Justin Herbert has the most comparable uh, quarterback traits to Mahomes and Allen. Okay, that's fair. And the thing is, it must make you feel good to know that you're going to pay less than everybody else for those services, right? Yeah. And that dynamic becomes more important when you factor in the ever-rising salary cap. In 2023, the cap's going to take one of the biggest single off-season jumps in league history. And with the advent of NFL Plus and the ability to sell streaming services at new price points that weren't available before... What's going to Apple, right? Well, it... Allegedly. Allegedly. And also, they don't know what the model's going to be. 
They're talking about if they do sell games a la carte, it could be as expensive as buying a large pizza right now, which means about 20 bucks, depending on where you are, whether you're in market, out of market. It's going to be interesting to see all the new options they cook up as far as pricing tiers. It, all it does is mean more money for the NFL. Yeah, it's blown my mind that they have not had a model similar to NBA.TV, MLB.TV. Well, they never had to. When someone comes to you with a check for a billion dollars a year, one billion dollars, and just says, hey, let us do this. But DirecTV couldn't sell streaming rights, right? Well, no. What happened was DirecTV lost their partnership with, uh, I, I believe it was Sprint, cut them loose, or whoever. AT&T. AT&T cut them loose, and now they're their own company again, and they don't have the money. They don't have the money. So they're just out of the running. Well, DirecTV was like TV. I'm talking like streaming, like I could pick up on my Roku. They, I don't, I don't they think. They couldn't develop a partnership with anybody. Well, yeah, I, I don't think that they could have based on the contract yes. with DirecTV. And now they don't have the money to back one anyway. So it's over. Like the ride's done. Everyone has to get off and we get on a new one. The cap is going to continue rising steadily over the next three to five years as the streaming service takes off and they start figuring out how exactly how much money they can make from this thing that just goes directly into their own pocket. When you can get elite production from a guy who costs you notably less than his counterparts around the league, it gives you an amazing advantage. Kind of like I, I go back to the dynastic runs that the Patriots had because Brady was consistently being paid below market rate for Hall of Fame services. That 10 to $15 million cap advantage that we're going to consistently hold over other franchises with contending quarter, like contenders with legit quarterbacks. Just look at some of these 2022 cap hits. Wide receiver Mike Evans, $12.1 million. You can, if you're saving $10 million on your quarterback, you can justify paying that guy, can't you? Yeah. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence, defensive end, making $14 million. Cornerback Marcus Peters, $15.5 million, one of the NFL's best covermen when he's healthy. Tight end Jonu Smith at $13.7 million. <laughs> All right, that, that's just a joke. <laughs> if only because I think it's fucking hilarious that the Patriots are, play, are paying that much for a tight end with one touchdown and 15 first downs last season. What? <laughs> what an idiot. Oh, what a loser! She knows not a loser is tight end Mark Andrews, who recently signed an extension after years of standout production, and at no point does his cap hit ever get higher than $16.7 million. The Bills are going to have the ability to sign players, whether they're upper echelon talents like these guys, or key depth pieces and role players that our opponents can't afford to while fielding a team just as deep as we have for no other reason than our elite quarterback is making less than yours. And even if you're not talking about going off the reservation, you could extend Dawson Knox with those savings. You could find the justification for keeping Ed Oliver, all these other guys, as the cap increase outpaces the increase of your franchise quarterback's cap hits. So, cheers to Kyler Murray, right, Chris? Cheers. <laughs> yeah. We raise a glass to the man. And to Brandon Bean. And most importantly, Josh Allen for signing his deal last year prior to training camp. So now this brings us to kind of the crux of the show, the, uh, the thing I want to close on. The camp ticketing debacle and the fallout from fans and why I think everyone needs to, Chris, say it with me. Take a deep breath. Goose Fraba. As of today, here's what I have available for you guys, the listeners. 
I have one ticket for Monday the 25th. On the 27th of July, I have two camp tickets, a pair. I've got a pair for Friday night, the 20th the 29th. I've got two tickets on the 1st, two on the 2nd. I've got one for the 7th. I've got two for the 10th. And I've got all four for the final day of NFL training camp. So. We've been getting hit up in our DMs. Last I saw, we have an unread DM request that you should probably get to. Somebody for... Oh, and the 27th is gone. Lauren, coming in hot. Someone in our DM requests? Yeah, there should be one in there. Yeah, Tony Lapari. I'll have to get back to him. Yeah. Interesting. So, guys, we're giving away these things. And here, like I said at the top of the show, I just, something bugs me about people capitalizing on this for their own purposes. Because to me, this is, it's an event that's meant to give you closer interaction with the players and to give you like kind of a front in a low impact environment because this was my thing when Chris the tickets I've given away so far most of them been to people who are trying to take their kids as I'm scrolling through Twitter and this guy I see this guy who's like I already booked a hotel room because I thought it would be easy to get tickets and I I told my two kids I was going to take them well they've got tickets now but it's because I look at kids and I go that's the future of this fan base right there I look at my own son and I go I'm going to take him why because I want to start indoctrinating him early into this thing, but I want to do it in a low-impact environment where there's games and giveaways, and we can give them tchotchkes and let them run around. It's It becomes special to them. And they start to identify with this team the way that we do. And at the same time, you don't have tailgating. You don't have hammered people strolling in from the parking lot, yelling the C-word at the top of their lungs for no apparent reason. But, yeah, as a family comes in front. Yeah. Or were you there the day I made that kid cry? Yeah, I was. <laughs> that, that doesn't that, happen. That was in your uh, I don't like Josh Allen phase. Yes. Yes, it was. But so that's what this thing is supposed to be about. And instead, people have made it. I don't know what it is. There's like FOMO. Like all of a sudden, people feel like they have to. Oh, my God, the team is good. I have to be there to watch practice. Most of you probably don't even know what you're looking at. But. They practice in Rochester, so you can get people that come in from Syracuse, which yes. is like roughly an hour, yes. versus like the two and a half it takes to get to Orchard Park from Syracuse. So tickets went out this year, and it was a big it was a big thing, right? Tickets went out this year; it was a big deal, and it was a disaster, unmitigated disaster. It's like a. It's almost like uh, tickets went on sale for KeyBank Center, LFO, and Backstreet Boys. <laughs> Nobody can get shit. Well, and this is it. So here's what happens. Here, here's the best part about this. So obviously the team is the best it's been in a long time. We're hanging out, and everybody's hot to get these training camp tickets. The Ticketmaster site crashes, which I think everybody should have seen coming. First of all, I was trying to go to a concert, right? I was just trying to buy concert tickets, and it was a shit show because the site got laggy and weird, even though there was like a 1,000 people in the queue waiting to get tickets. Uh, Bill Burr was selling pre-sale, selling pre-sale tickets, and there was probably about five, 600 people in the Ticketmaster queue trying to get pre-sale tickets, and again... The Ticketmaster site got weird. It was like, 
laggy. You'd click a button and add like the quantity of tickets. You'd pick your seats. You'd advance to the next screen to go to your shopping cart, and all of a sudden it would like refresh the page, and you were back at the screen picking your tickets again. And it's like, well, what the fuck is happening here? So I kind of knew that this was it wasn't going to go well. So I grabbed as many tickets as I could because as a season ticket holder, I got in the day before. No, oh, Nate, you get your ass in here. See, now Nate Geary just got here and he called me a scumbag. Now I've explained scumbag. it. And, I, and you guys know why I did this. It's because people selling them on Craigslist for 5 to $10, scalping free tickets, you should be punched in the kidneys. You should be punched in the kidneys. The true hero. I'm giving them away. <laughs> I want people with children to take them to the game or people who just, I don't know. I, I don't want people to, I don't want them to fall into the wrong hands. So I did a bad thing for a good reason. Right now, you look around the league, though, Chris, there's no teams that ran into what we did. I mean, it was anarchy. People were saying that there was 8,000 people in the queue, and the site kept crashing. And then they have to, like, if you were in the middle of checking out, it would make you log back in in order to do it all over again. I think they had something similar with the Germany tickets. Yes. So it was a wild scenario. If you look around the NFL, it paints a, everyone else who's trying to get seeds, uh, training camp tickets had a very different experience. Uh, Patriots camp, right? Because ours sold out in a matter of hours. Patriots camp, it starts next week. They don't even have tickets available yet. As of today, they have not gone up. All their practice dates are TBD. They haven't even rolled their tickets out yet. The Super Bowl champion LA Rams still have practice tickets available for all but three of their practices. You can go to the Atlanta Falcons website and click get tickets for training camp. I counted, Chris. This is how sick I am. For the Falcons. There are literally hundreds of tickets available for every single practice session. For the Falcons? Yes. I'll tell you why I'll tell you why that is. So you obviously you know the Falcons play downtown in Atlanta. Their practice facility is in Flowery Branch. So imagine Bill's holding training camp in Lockport. <laughs> and I'm not talking about the distance. I'm talking about the types of people in Lockport. It's okay. like it's like a combination of Lockport, Tonawanda, North Tonawanda. Oh, good. Those types of people. I love, you say, I love how Chris can't even just... that. He could soften the blow and be like, I'm talking about the area and how underdeveloped it is, how there's so many abandoned properties. He's like, no, it's the people. The people. A flowery branch, similar to the people you see in Tonawanda, North Tonawanda, and Lockport. So there's Lockport. a lot of tight affliction shirts and fake chains? Yes. <laughs> oh, no. Yes. The, uh, yeah, they, they all probably hang out at, you know, probably a night out for them is they go down to Buford, Georgia and hang out at 37 Main, which is like a rock bar. Oh, good. When you're a Super Bowl favorite in a championship-starved city like Buffalo, yeah, Something as mundane as practice, which provides very little in the way of actual quote-unquote football for the average fan to take in and process, it's going to be swarming with traffic. More should have been done to stop this debacle from happening. So shame on Ticketmaster's flimsy software for leaving so many people frustrated in, in its wake. This is not a team issue, though. Do you know how many people I see on social media going, oh, the Bills, the fucking Bills should have done this. The Bills deserve the fa uh, oh, the fans an apology. That tells me you don't understand how Ticketmaster works. Ticketmaster pays franchises and venues. Chris, in the comedy world, 
There are I don't even use. No, no. But I graduate when Nate, you grab a chair. Don't be a stranger. There's a chair. There's a chair. Yeah, there's a chair right there. Oh, I love it. But Nate no. Geary, just hopping in. See, this is this. Listen, this is why our we don't have to try to pretend like we're professionals here. No, we did this last week with Kyle. Of course we did. So I just heard you talking about the redistribution of wealth in here. And as a capitalist, <laughs> I've got to tell you, I'm very disappointed in you. I'm in here listening to Socialist Drew talk about how he's going to buy them and, and dis, just disseminate them to the public for no char- for no no charge whatsoever. Sounds a lot like communism, Drew. If you're ripping off people, if you're charging... That's the beauty of capitalism is you can rip people off and Ticketmaster can make a ton of money and okay, a bunch well, of scalpers can make money on free tickets. That's the beauty of the I had, uh, he capitalistic worked, system. We're working for Cover One, uh, Hansel, uh, Uber Hansen, he goes by. I had him cracking up because I told him, I go, if they were still doing this with paper tickets like they used to back in the day, for our YouTube channel that we want to start getting some video content for before we get our new cameras and we really kind of punch things up a little bit, Mm -hmm. I could come up with a great, just off of this training camp scenario alone, I could come up with a great series of content, which is where we just find people selling them on Craigslist. Interview them. Agree to meet them in parking lots to buy the tickets. Then we pants them and not like push them down using the old school. So it's like method. a reverse to catch a predator. Yeah, kind of. And then we Chris Hansen them and ask them, "What? What are you doing there? What are you, what are you, what are you here for? Oh, why, 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 don't you expi- why don't you explain to me why? You're already you, you've already found a seat. That now, could, why don't you tell us? That could work with Nate because Nate, I believe your girlfriend makes excellent cookies. She does. I. She makes very luring cookies. Yeah. See, we can lure these bastards in. They are definitely luring cookies and just knock them down. But I guess my point is, is like people who are yelling about the team being at fault for this, they don't understand how Ticketmaster works. So as I was trying to say to Chris, Ticketmaster owns the rights to sell tickets at venues around the country, whether mm-hmm. it be for concerts, comedy acts, uh, football. Ticketmaster is the official partner of the NFL. The NFL basically says, listen, you're going to handle this. We don't want to think about it. So you are going to do it. Bill's ticket agents, when you say, hey, I called my Bill's rep. No, 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 no. He's not a Bill's employee. His paycheck says Ticketmaster on it. Hmm. Did you know that? Hmm. Yeah, no. These Capitalism, people, baby. <laughs> these people don't actually work for the Bill's. Yeah, Nate doesn't know that because he can just go to, what is it? Is it Audacity? Od- Odyssey? Odyssey. He can go to Odyssey. And go, Nate Geary, pleasure for you to meet me. Yeah, I just... Can I have tickets to this home game? I just flash my badge. Yeah, or do you just flash your uh, press pass and go watch the game yeah, with I Murphy? I don't really I don't really ask for tickets. I just, just go to the game because I got, I got to be there to work. So. so when people like blame the team for these kind of things, what they don't understand is that everything from literally uh, ticket scanning software that they utilize at the gates... Uh, the infrastructure in the stadium, the, as far as ticketing goes and tracking like where your ticket is and what you, if you, if you need copies of it, if you need something done for you game day, if you, the website, the platform, it's all Ticketmaster. This fully digital ticket and demographic data, right? Because mm. demographic data is important. You are allowing them to have access to your information so they know what they you're scrolling know, on the internet. Well, and they Chris. also, well, they know where, yeah. <laughs> They know where you come from. So when the Tennessee Titans say, hey, we're not selling tickets to anybody who's not from this zip code, they can actually enforce that because Ticketmaster software allows them to do that, right? It gives them a certain amount of control over this. And and also, like, the Broncos kind of weaponized this thing. They said, we're going to use Ticketmaster software now that it collects all this information. We're going to weaponize that against season ticket holders who only only have them to sell them off Mm. for a profit. Because it fills our stands with away fans. We don't want that. 
So if you sell too many games a year, they nix you from the season ticket holder list and you get put back on the waiting list. Wow. Yeah. That's tough. And Ticketmaster software allows them to do this. You can see why teams would want this. Listen, while I'm on my soapbox, it kind of sounds like a monopoly to me. Antitrust. What do you guys think? <laughs> I got a guy. I got an antitrust lawyer. So what I know, well, we have a lawyer. I mean, he's, he's have listening. Mark, yeah, right Mark now. Smith. He he's tries, listening right now. He tries. Uh, that's Esquire. By that's the way. Esquire. Mark Smith. Yeah. Esquire. But there isn't anything the team could have done about this in the situation's wake. So stop tweeting at them. Stop blaming them. Stop crying on social media about it. And in the aftermath, I've heard a lot of complaining. And the reason why I'm offering to give you guys free tickets to this, and I'm willing to be generous about these things, is because I, I'm just I'm trying to soften the blow for what I'm about to say. I, oh. Would you like a beverage, sir? Yeah, no, I figured it was because you had your second kid, and now you're turning into Santa Claus. Yeah. Oh no, here, grab a moose head, sir. Wow, you're really, you're uh, you're fatting me up for some kind of letdown. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Um, I can tell already. If you're at home, you're feeling emotional, you listen to this podcast, and this topic has you irked, crack a fresh beer with me and settle in, because if at any point you feel like you got... Listen, come at me, at Rock Power Report on Twitter. First of all, we are lucky that this thing even exists here in the first place. The Cowboys, who are America's team, they go to Frisco, California, or Oxnard, California, and then Frisco, Texas, at The Star, for training Mm. camp. Seven of the Oxnard's a beautiful city, by the way. Is it? Yeah, Have you golfed there? I've, I've not golfed, but I've been. Uh, I've got a few clients in Oxnard. It's a beautiful, beautiful, small city. Okay. Uh, home away from home, as the Cowboys would call it. Okay. So the Cowboys go there for training camp. So nobody from the state of Texas gets to see them practice. No, but they open it to the public, but you know, no one can go. In Texas, anyways. There's only seven of the NFL's 32 teams that now go away from their home stadium for camp. The rest all host the respective practices at the like team's right, facility. Where they normally do, and they're just going home and commuting to the facility every yes. day. Okay, gotcha. In 2000, only 32% of the league, which is 10 teams, did it at home. Hmm. Now, that's 2000. Now, that's all been spun on its head, and the COVID had something to do with that. But even before COVID, right? I, I went back to 2018. 66% of the league was all of a sudden doing it at home. Now it's 78%. Year over year, teams are finding more value in just, hey, let's just do this here. And if you're a team like Buffalo, you could see why. What, we have a multi-million dollar facility? Uh, we have some of the... Ad- we're constantly raved about as having the best healthcare facilities right here for also, our players. The collective bargaining, they just there's no practice time. I mean, they get yeah. you know two hours a day of practice. Back in... 2000 you're talking about two a days and yeah you know that's, that stuff doesn't exist anymore no and so now there's an advantage if you say hey we have a billion dollar facility that's literally just designed to keep our athletes healthy wouldn't it be nice to have camp here where they can be in there every day and instead our team still finds value in leaving and going away to camp so that fans can come and see it but also so that they as a group can kind of come together and bond and mm-hmm. do the stuff sean mcdermott thinks have value the fact that we have that, while so few other teams do, our fans should be considering themselves lucky. Hmm. They're one of seven groups of NFL fans that get to go watch their team practice. You, do you, you don't think Sean McDermott would love to just keep this whole thing under wraps? Black Ops. Nobody even hmm. gets to watch. He'd box the media yes. out if he could. Yes, he would. Also, fan attendance at these things is a privilege, not a right, regardless of what the venue is. Did you did you have uh, Bill's PR write this for you? No. 
No, I didn't. I'm just a pissed off. Because what I saw was a groundswell of angsty fans going, the Bills need a bigger venue for these so it can accommodate everybody. The Bills need to pick a new place. They need to do this and they need to do that. One, Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean don't give a shit. They don't give a shit. And to be honest, number two, that's for the best. Because the last time we had somebody running the show who gave a shit what fans thought, it was Russ Brandon. It's a marketing guy. Yeah, it was, a, name. it was a PR guy. He used to run marketing. Yeah. yeah. And how did that go, Nate? I don't know. How did that go? Oh, Nate, I, you tell us. How did that go Drew in the tunnel? Oh, my God. Did he get flipped off by, by Russ Brandon? No, no. He was drunk. The very first. No, I don't think he was drunk. I think he was having. So it was the very first red and blue, blue and red scrimmage. Okay. The very first one they'd ever done. And, of course, there's a lightning storm that rolls in kind mm, of out of nowhere. Yeah, I remember the air. So there's 10,000 people now stuck in the concourses who can't go anywhere, but there's no concession stands open, and there's not enough bathrooms unlocked, and everyone's starting to get antsy. Yeah. It's, it's chaos. Practice is delayed. Sure. Now, I, because I'm a boob, get lost. First year. Like, I know everything about the stadium if I'm in the concourse because I've spent a decade there. Right. You put me behind the scenes in those tunnels, See I have no later. fucking idea where See I'm going. And Mark, first, Mark Rodak actually big-timed me and got me lost in there. Oh, yeah. So, it's one of my favorite stories. Easy. But but so, I end up in the tunnel. I'm not supposed to be there. And the door behind me locks, and now I can't get out. And I'm just like, well, I don't want to go back out on the field, but also I can't go through any of these doors because they all require key cards, so now I'm just stuck here. And all of a sudden, the door blows open, and here comes Russ Brandon and a team of lackeys, as I'll call them. His his strongmen. Think of it as Steven Seagal with his henchmen. And blows through the door. His hair, he looked like Kramer, the way Kramer's hair always looked like he just ran his fingers through it a bunch of yeah, times. Yeah. He looks like Kramer. His eyes are bloodshot. He's yelling. And he's just, he's he's manic over the fact that there's all these people, and we don't know what we're doing, and everything is chaos. And all of a sudden, everyone stops and just looks just at me. draws the ire at Drew. And just looks at Who me. Who the fuck is this guy? And you could see, he didn't say it, but you could see the look on his face. Just... Who the fuck are you, yeah. and why are you here? Hi, I'm season ticket holder Drew Gear. So some uh, guy comes over and goes, what are you doing? And I go, I can't get back in. I don't know where I am. And he They tried just, to point you in the direction of the janitor's room? Because you the, look like a janitor? He yeah. swiped the door open and pointed with a look on his face of like, you need to get out of here now. Not even, not even like an angry one, just like a, you better leave because this is going to get ugly. That was the guy calling the shots for our franchise. Now we've got Brandon Bean, who seems like a cool, calm, collected, a pragmatic individual who makes smart football choices. Would He's you a say vibes that? guy. He's a vibes guy. Yeah. Who would you rather have calling the shots? A guy who gives a shit what fans think. It's really tough. Or a Russ guy Brandon, who... Brandon. <laughs> Russ Brandon. Brandon Bean. Oof. Should we pause the, the podcast so we could deliberate on that? Maybe I think we've got a hung jury in here. So I guess the question is, do you guys want to accept the fact that our head coach and GM see value in this exercise of taking these guys out of their comfort zones from the confines of St. John Fisher and along with moving them out to St. John Fisher and you... I love Fisher. I like Fisher. It's a great place. You don't have to go to the training camps. I mean, yeah, you know what? Leave training camp for the Rochester and Syracuse folks who don't get to drive down to Buffalo and don't get, you know, go go out to a practice or two, but like, you know, leave the people that got to drive 2 3 4 hours to Western New York to Buffalo to uh, you know, get let those people have a little fun during training camp. And the whole thing is Rochester. where are you going to go? 
people saying, "Oh, they need a Pittsburgh bigger venue." Dairy. Like, well, I'm thinking like uh, what? Syracuse, the Carrier Dome. No. Like, okay, that's a non-starter because you're three hours away from Buffalo. So Hold it in gets, Fredonia College again. Well, so if somebody gets hurt, you're in Syracuse. You're three hours away from your training facility. Now it's about if you drive like Chris, you can make it in 45 minutes. Yeah, I drive like the Wolf. So if, I drive like the Punisher. So. <laughs> Yeah, fast. To I the drive point. like a guy who has an open beer in the car, which is slow and nondescript, so that no one's looking at me. <laughs> so that no because he has a beer in the car. No one's paying attention to what I'm doing. Also, that place is set up to accommodate the media very well. Guys who want to stay can stay. Guys who want to go home and commute in can commute in. There's plenty of parking. Nate, in the do you morning. have a do you have a dorm room out there? I do not know. I I'll, I'll be driving in um, daily. I don't. I'm not going every day. I just go the days that I host. So like this Sunday, I'll be I'll be headed down uh, in the morning. That I'm gonna Is watch that, practice, do my show, and then I'm gonna go golf at Oak Hill. Okay. And Sweet. What, do we know when you're holding a field golf snap? Boy, I have not talked to Reed yet, but I am available Sunday. Nah, it's but gonna, what day do you what day are you guys going to be there that you got to see it? Happen? Sure, we'll be there. I'll be there on Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Somebody just got get Sal Capaccio to do video. All right. And get it recorded. I, I, yeah, I'm ready, I think I'm this. ready to do it on a dry run too. I'm, yeah. I'm, I, I, I might ask him if he's willing to give me a practice snap. Well, but he's I'm Mr. Willing to nice guy. I'm willing to do it on a dry run if if I have to. But yeah, uh, I'm, yeah, I'll, I'll DM. I'll why don't you shoot him a text? Let him know I'll be there. Uh, maybe a little early. Maybe I'll get there before uh, before they do calisthenics on Sunday. Yeah, maybe, maybe you know maybe something around. Uh, I think ninety forty five is the practice. Maybe. Nine fifteen on the field. Reed, be there. Man, I can't wait. I'm gonna text him Chris, right make now. Make it happen. I'm gonna text him right now. Producer Chris, make it happen. It's ultimately like this is something that we get to enjoy. It's not I go back to what I started with. I look at this as the value of training camp. For a lot of people, the team has been because when the team was bad, Nate, how many people were fist fighting each other for tickets when the team was none? Bad. Not 20, one person. 2017 was the year I had credentials. I don't think they ever sold out a training camp. Like 2017 would have been... Sean McDermott's first year. Oh, yeah. I was there for the final. That was the day I got to like meet Sal Capaccio and talk to him. And you do great guy. Nice yeah, guy. Sal, Sal's nice great. guy and helpful. Like, Sal's great. Helpful. You guys have him, ever have him on the show? No. No, you are... He's more of a wine drinker. I don't think he... Yeah, that's right. I don't think you are right. the only WGR personality that's come on the show. He's more of a you know Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah, kind of I was gonna yeah. say. Yeah, I don't. I don't have that. I don't know if you saw it. I don't there. Think no, there's no it. Sauvignon Blanc section over there. I don't think he's Montucky Cold Snack uh, material. Yeah, you know he'll, he he's not a Bordeaux guy, so I think you're safe there. You know, but he's he's more of a Southern France, Southern Southern region of France kind of guy, and that's just way too high class for this. Beautiful room that you have down here. So I go back to this though. Next dungeon. I, I say to my, well, it's only that on the weekends. So I say to myself, the value of this is that people with children who want to introduce their team or like family members who they want to introduce to the team and kind of grow their fandom in a low impact environment. This is the perfect thing. It also helped to your point, helps regionalize this. Yeah. So you're pulling in people from Syracuse and Rochester who will watch on TV because they don't Great want city to drive. Montreal. The hour and 45 minutes. So, in that regard, guys, you got to calm down. It's just practice. However, if you do want to go, again, as we stated, we have practice tickets available. Reach out to us. Now, for the blue and red scrimmage, 
I have three pairs of these tickets available. Mm. Three pairs. Just scored them today. We're going to give them away in pairs. If you want to earn them, down, downloading the podcast. Chris, what, 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 what was well, it? We're not live. So okay, so here's what we came up with. That was an utter failure. Here's what we came up with. Yeah, no, it, dude, we crashed and burned trying to go live, and our equipment just failed. Gremlins. So we're going to... Well, by equipment, just one cable. It's all right. We'll buy five more of those things so this never happens again. Yeah. I told you. I don't care about the cost. Ballers over this, here. This is this is yeah. a open. There's no salary cap for this. No, for no. This podcast. Th- th- this this we will have the best equipment for the lowest income producing podcast of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so if you want uh, tickets to the blue and red scrimmage, uh, all you got to do is uh, I guess DM us. We have open DMs. DM us. What Seagram's flavor I drank last week? Ooh. What is the flavor of the Seagram's Chris had to drink last week? Was that public week? knowledge? Was it like talked yep. about? It was. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, no, it was. Yeah. A, it was a big and deal. And it was. It was. Um, there was no bet. I. Oh, you just you just Chris casually forgot to enjoyed put one. The, I forgot, forgot to, put to put the, the intro in the intro show. for the AFC East show. So we made it, and I, I was in Kansas. Whenever he makes a production mistake, ah, a glaring one, yeah, just gotta, I gotta, gotta have Seagram's. So whoever DM us. What flavor was it? If you can do that, anybody who answers with the correct answer, we're going to pull them all together. Got a 25% chance. And we're going to randomly draw, and you guys will win. Th- we've got three pairs to give away. Okay? DM us or email rockpowerreport716 at gmail.com for those of you who don't have it, don't have Twitter. Get a hold of us, let us know, and we can send you to the blue and red scrimmage. We have a live update here. Oh, live update. Reed said, that's the first day of practice. I'm not really sure. Might not want to do first day. Okay. Uh, tell him I'm back there on the 30th on Saturday. All right. We're going to make this happen, folks. One way or another. We He's right, to, though. It's first day of practice. we got to get the hell out of here for right now. Make sure you come back because the next show we release, Nate's here in studio, to, to a philosophical training camp primer. A lot of level-headed... A lot of level-headed nuanced no takes. No hot takes. You know, the, the, the usual that you get from us here at the Rock Power Report. Well, yeah, we, but for tonight, or at least this podcast, we got to get the fuck out of here. I'm Drew Gear. That's Chris Krueger. This has been your Rock Power Report. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.